You're listening to episode 66 of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fat Fuel Female Podcast. And today we're going to talk about three common misconceptions about fasting for women. First off, if you are pregnant, you should not be fasting, okay? Your main intention and goal is to build a healthy, strong, beautiful baby. So leave the fasting for later, okay? So first, let's get into misconception number one. And that fasting is starving yourself. So when you decide or if you decide to fast, it's a designated time that you choose to feed, aka eat, and a designated time that you choose to fast. Now, fasting has been around for centuries, okay? It's just become, I want to say, a lot more common, a lot more common, a lot more popular in the last like five, six, seven, eight years. Like when I was in nutrition school, over a decade ago, we didn't talk about fasting. So I want to say, I think it was kind of just people were talking about it maybe 10 years ago, but it's become a lot more popular. I want to say five, six, seven years. Okay. So our ancestors fasted all of the time. Okay. They would hunt, they would gather, they would feed, and then they would fast. Okay. Our genetics haven't changed in 10,000 years but our environment has. It is an evolutionary mismatch. People are overfed, constantly eating, and undernourished. And when you fast allows us and our bodies to come back to our roots and live more in alignment with our biochemistry and give your body and your digestive system and your organs a well-deserved break opposed to constantly having to break down food, break down food, break down food, break down food. So if you are open to integrating a fasting protocol, I want to say it is a lot easier when you are fat adapted, meaning you train your body to run off fat for fuel, aka ketones, and opposed to carbohydrates, okay? So it's not saying that, I'm not saying be in ketosis 24-7. I don't think that's ideal for a woman to be in ketosis 24-7. That is why my signature coaching program is called the Fat-Fueled Female Method, not the Keto Method. But when you are fat-adapted, it's easier for you to fast because our ancestors, okay, they would hunt, they would gather, they would feed, and then They would fast, but because they didn't have any food, how they wouldn't die is their bodies would go into ketosis. Their bodies would tap into that metabolic pathway. So the deeper you go into fasting, the deeper you go into ketosis. So when women and men 
that I work with, um, they're like, okay, so I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to lower the carbs. I got to start fasting with supplements. Let's do this. Let's do it all. And I love that energy. They're like, tell me what to do. Let's go. I'm so ready. But at the same time, I think it's really important that we ease into ketosis and we ease into this lifestyle change one foot in front of the other, one day at a time, week by week, because it is a million times easier to integrate a fasting protocol, as I just said, when you are fat fueled, when you are fat adapted, it just is this natural progression that by default, when you start, you know, really being intentional with amping up the fats, eating high quality proteins, reducing the carbs for a period of time, four to six weeks, you, a lot of clients will notice, oh my gosh, I actually am doing some kind of fasting protocol that I didn't even realize because it, it will be a natural progression that your body will just, this natural rhythm, your body will just go into when you are running off of ketones, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever, whatever, you know, everyone's carb tolerance and everyone, how they cycle carbs in will be very different to them. But like, say it's like 60% of the time you're, you know, in, or I would say maybe 70% of the time you're, you know, burning fat for fuel. And then you're like refeeding with carbs different times of the day or different, maybe it's pre-workout, maybe it's post-workout, maybe it's dinner time. That's how I usually recommend it because then your body is in fat burning all throughout the day. Your blood sugar is balanced, your energy still rocks. And then at night you have the carbs. So it's just so much easier when you're fat fueled to, and of course there are people who are sugar burners who do fasting, but it just, if you look at your physiology and you look and you understand this metabolic pathway, it just makes sense to fast when you are fat adapted and when you have turned on that hybrid switch, which, uh, which I refer to it as a hybrid switch, aka metabolic flexibility, getting your body to run off, not just, you know, fat all the time, but cycling carbs in a way that works for you. So I don't know, was that was that a misconception? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a misconception. So I just have my three notes and I'm like, wait, did I say that? Yeah. So starving yourself, it's not starving yourself. You're choosing when to eat and when to fast. Starving yourself, I think comes from diet culture where it's like, oh, I'm just not going to eat that because it's too, you know, it's going over my calories or you're just trying to eat as little as possible. And no, when you understand, which I will get to at the end of this episode, all the health benefits associated with fasting, then you're like more inclined to do it. Plus, you know, fasting really, and how I teach it in the fat fuel female method, fasting is a calorie deficit, right? Depending how you do it. And I teach, I teach my clients how to do it in a different way when you're fat adapted. But again, there are so many health benefits associated with fasting and it's not starving yourself. Okay. So let's move on. What did I write down? Yeah. Point number two, women just shouldn't fast. No, women should not fast at all. And I want to say that whoever has said that it's, I can understand it to some degree because our hormones are very vastly different than men. And I think this may come from OMAD, which is like one meal a day. And a lot of men do one meal a day. They do like a four hour window of eating. They do 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating. And I think that can be really hard on a female mentally, emotionally, physiologically that I don't ever recommend doing OMAD every single day. I personally think that can do more harm than good based on our hormones. Um, But that's not to say I don't think that 24 hour fasts are great to do from time to time. So 
what I wanted to say here is yes, our hormones are very different than men because we create babies because we lactate because we have a cycle where hormones rise and fall every single month so when you understand your cycle and you pair your nutrition with your cycle yes there will be parts of your cycle where it's so much easier for you to fast it just feels kind of effortless especially when you're fat fueled and then there'll be parts of your cycle where it's like okay wow uh, I think I want to refeed with carbs here it makes sense as your progesterone rises and then when you're bleeding that probably is the very worst time in your cycle to start any sort of new nutrition program any sort of fasting any any sort of new workout routine. So when you understand your cycle, which I teach all of my clients, you really work with your biology, not against it. Okay. So yes, fasting for females, it's not like, you know, intermittent fasting, 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of feeding. We don't have to be dogmatic about this at all. It's like you can do maybe 14 hours of fasting or 12 hours of fasting. Okay. Let's not push our bodies and make it make it like oh my gosh I have to do only eight hours if I do nine then then what who cares do what works for you and make it feel natural in an alignment and don't be crazy about if you're eating an eight hour window or a seven hour window or a nine hour nine hour window you know you are doing your body you are supporting your body by not constantly you know eating all of the time okay so with 24-hour fast I used to do 24-hour fast all the time actually when I started my fat fuel journey my ketogenic journey in 2016 I used to do them all the time and I felt really good doing them until I didn't so the only constant thing in life has changed so you got to experiment with things and see how you feel and if they're working for you great that doesn't mean it's going to be working for you forever and then you just pivot, shift, change. So 24-hour fasts are great. And how I recommend people doing them is I say like have your like eat normally through the day, what you would normally do. And again, this is coming from a fat-fueled perspective because it's so much easier when you're fat-fueled. And then have your last meal of the day, like five, six, seven. Then you wake up and you just, you know, you have white, uh, white, you have water, coffee, and then water and coffee through the day. And then I always like to do my dinner a bit earlier at five. I usually don't have dinner at five and then you can do it. And, you know, start, I always say, you know, walk before you run. So if you haven't done a 24 hour fast before, don't just start doing a 24 hour fast. Start with intermittent fasting. And again, if it's eight hours, if it's nine hours, if it's 10 hours, maybe you can do, you can do off day fasting too, right? For our hormones, it could see, you can do like one day of regularly eating, in the sense, maybe you're eating like 12 hours, 13 hours, maybe you're eating that big of a window or maybe it's 10 hours and then the next day you can shorten it. Maybe you're doing eight hours that day or seven hours, right? I think it's healthy for our metabolism and our hormones to not be like stagnant, not stagnant, but be not, do not be doing the same routine every day. Like eight hours of intermittent fasting every single day. I think it's healthy for our bodies to kind of go through ups and flows and kind of keep it guessing and change it up. So as I was saying about 24 hour fast, before I forget, it's like build your way up to them. And maybe 24 hour fast just aren't your thing at all. Maybe you won't even do them. Okay. I always say 
I encourage people to try things once because then they can form an opinion and then you can actually see how you felt and how the experience was for you. So if you don't do any sort of fasting at all, I actually wouldn't recommend, I definitely wouldn't recommend going out and doing a 24-hour fast. It's like start with doing some intermittent fastings or some alternate day fasting and then don't start with the 24, start with maybe 19 hours or 20 hours or 21. See how you feel and then adjust according, according to how you feel. And then the third misconception is fasting is breaking down all your muscle protein in your body. Now, I'm not referring to famine where you're not eating for days on end. I am talking about doing some form of intermittent fasting, alternate day fasting. Maybe this is like the final thing, maybe experimenting with a 24 hour fast. So I want you to think of your body just doesn't start to decide that, hey, I'm just going to, you haven't eaten for 12 hours or 16 hours or 20 hours. I'm just going to start burning all your protein up and break it down your muscle tissue. The body doesn't work like that. Okay. It's like if you eat carbohydrates, okay. If you're a sugar burner or if, even if you refeed with carbohydrates, if you're fat fueled and you've turned on that hybrid switch, okay. Carbohydrates are the first energy source your body will run off of okay secondly when you tap through or you not tap through when you burn through all of your glycogen reserves that is a storage form of carbohydrates most of it is stored in um, the liver some of it is stored in the muscles when you burn through that the next thing your body does is start tapping into your fat okay protein is the last energy source your body will use for fuel and that's in like famine that I'm not that's not when you're doing you know intermittent fasting or you know 24-hour fast if you're worried about losing muscle mass that has everything to do with exercise okay that has everything to do with resistance training with having a load, having a demand, having a force you do not build lean muscle mass by eating protein. Yes, protein is the raw material we require for protein synthesis and to assist with building muscle, but to actually build the muscle, it requires exercise. It requires resistance training, okay? I always say it's like nutrition is king and fitness is queen. But you can't exercise out a poor quality diet. And on the flip side, you can't eat enough protein to build a bigger butt or eat enough protein to get sculpted shoulders or nice triceps or abs. That is all resistance training and exercise, okay? So to finish off again, our circadian rhythm, our hormones are vastly different than men. And the women I work with are high-performing moms, CEOs, busy AF women wearing so many hats. And if your stress is an 8 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10, 
I would highly recommend absolutely not incorporating a 24-hour fast because that can do more harm, especially if you feel like you're burning the candle on both ends. We want to make sure that you're nourishing your body and feeding your body. It's not to say you can't do some form of you know intermittent fasting. And again, when you're fat-fueled, it will just be this natural progression. But I wouldn't recommend doing like extended day fast or really long fast, 20 for our fast or water fast or anything like that if you're really in a stressful state you want to be doing those types of things when life is good when you feel at ease when your stress is like a two out of ten or a three out of ten okay so let's go over the good stuff some health benefits associated with fasting and why this is part of anti-aging and why this is a really great hack or tool to incorporate again you have to check in with yourself where your stress level is all of the things but when you don't eat you really give your body a well-deserved break. Every time you eat, the stomach, the pancreas, the liver, the small intestine, the large intestine, the gallbladder, all of your organs have to work harmoniously together to break down the food. So if you don't eat and you are choosing not to eat, doing it in a way that works with your lifestyle and your stress level, you give all of those organs time to regenerate and it's referred to as autophagy you allow your body to do some well-deserved house cleaning getting rid of damaged cells that are no longer serving you getting your body to pretty much clean itself out from the inside out. And that does not happen if you are constantly eating and grazing and eating all the time. It just doesn't happen because your digestive system is like, oop, more food, more food, got to do this, got to do that. So when you actually withstand from eating, you give your body the TLC internally that it truly does want and deserve. Now, also you have a hormone referred to as HGH. It's also referred to as the anti-aging hormone. And this is secreted when we sleep, when we exercise, not when you're doing cardio, when you are doing resistance training, or it actually can be secreted when you do like high intensity stuff like battle ropes or a hit session or plyometrics, like high intensity stuff, like anaerobic stuff without oxygen. So the beautiful thing is when you fast and the the deeper you fast, okay, like if you fast 18 hours or 20 hours or 22, the more human growth hormone, the more HGH is secreted just by resisting food and not eating. Also, when you give your body a well-deserved break, you are reducing inflammation, less, you know, congestion on your liver. Your liver is not having to break down and detox food or chemicals or alcohol or all the things that we could potentially putting it in. This will also help with improved insulin sensitivity. Now, insulin is a hormone that is secreted from our pancreas and we want to be sensitive to insulin. We don't want to be resistant to insulin. 
And when you stop eating so frequently and stop grazing so much and you incorporate a fasting protocol, this absolutely helps with our bodies being more sensitive to insulin what we want. And also fasting can really help kind of reset your gut microbiome because you're not always throwing stuff down your esophagus into your body. And then if you're paying attention to the foods, um, that may be causing some kind of digestive distress. A lot of it comes back to gluten. Some of it can be nightshades. We all are very different. Some people can be sensitive to dairy. Some people can be sensitive to, you know, just different types of foods that are going to have a reaction with their gut. And that all kind of comes back to having a leaky gut as well. Because what's happening is those foods that you are eating are leaking through the mucosal barrier and then your body is causing an immune response and your body is like what the f are this is this food doing in the bloodstream so that's a whole nother topic but just by removing or going without and not eating so frequently and again removing gluten is a big one can absolutely help to support your microbiome and help to reset it to some degree So that is everything for this episode. And again, if you are brand new to fasting, I would recommend going into a fat-fueled protocol or protocol, starting your fat-fueled journey, amping up the fats, amping up the proteins, slowly, gradually reducing the carbs. Because when you do that, as I've already said, you work with your biology, you work with your body, and it just becomes this really effortless, natural progression that you don't even realize that you are fasting because you are running off of fat instead of carbohydrates. For most of my clients, it's between 70, 80, 90% of the time. Everyone is different. Maybe it's going to be 60 for you, but life is just so much better when you or fat fuel. So that's everything for this episode. Thanks for hanging out. Press and play. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, I would love it if you could take two minutes out of your day. Just let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this helps more people like yourself find the podcast. So again, thanks for hanging out with me today and I will catch all of you beautiful, amazing, gorgeous humans next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you could head over to Apple podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.